a great writer like Jane, like Jane Austen. You can open a Jane Austen. Steve book. Austin. <laughs> do you know? Do you even know who Steve Austin is? Yeah, I do. He's a he's a country and western. No, he's not. I know. I'm thinking of Steve. Do you even know who he is? No, I don't know. He's the six million dollar man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Well, I didn't realise... Can you gather up your wires, please, and put them on the floor? So why, 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 why? Because they're dragging it along the table, making a noise. OK, right, We're fine. trying to avoid all that now. Right, put okay. them down there. Uh, welcome to podcast number... What are we on now? Not sure. It's really good to have you here again. We, we've been out here so long. This is me, Guy, and over there is Paul. Hi. And it's really nice Hello, to Hello, Guy. It's a, lovely, it's a lovely autumn afternoon. Hi, Guy. Long, uh, long shadows, lovely... Soft sunlight. Yes. Lucent syrups. Okay, excuse me, I'm just going to smoke, smoke one cigarette, but I'm Beautiful. not going to smoke um, all the way through. All the last of the fruit dropping to the floor. Mm -hmm. Which is rather lovely. At the door. We've got loads of background noise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we can keep going, but let's, let's just do that. No, we have to start again. Okay. <laughs> Barrel coke needs to be rehabilitated. Barrel coke, yeah. Barrel coke. Pam Ayres. Would you? No, no, no. I love Pam Ayres. Do you love her? Absolutely fantastic, yeah. She's, Obviously, she's I was taught, rubbish. I was taught to, I was taught to ridicule her. She is pretty rubbish. She's so skillful. She's a bad poet. She's so skillful. Guy, her, I, I, she is... This is from a published poet, and I say this uh, with, a, with a smile on my face, only because today I found a book of poems... Stop it. ..in Paul's house, which Paul had published and written. I'm I not, didn't I'm, publish them. Sorry, no, you didn't. Just take that back. <laughs> just say just say that again, but say it correctly this time, guys. A, a book of poetry that Paul had written, and I, I've not that, which actually... had been published by by a publisher, which has been published by a publisher. I'm Thank not you. Feasted. He, he, I didn't pay anybody. <laughs> <laughs> the, they never paid me either. But that's another story. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, don't that. worry. That's, <laughs> yeah, you're talking to a writer. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, yeah. No. Hey, though, that, there's some good poems in that book, guy. Well, don't worry, I'm going to be there's, feasting my eyes. We're going to put. I'll put. I'll put. Tell you what I'll do. I'm going to do. I'm going to photograph a couple of pages. How are you going to do that when you haven't? How are you going to do that when you haven't got a copy? You haven't got a copy. I'm going to put them on the Facebook page. For you haven't got a copy, guy. You're not having that. You get your eyes off that now. That's mine. <laughs> You're not having it. In fact, it's really funny. This book. I looked at this before. This is a book of. The poem, poetry book that I made. He's holding that. But his, the, fun, his, the funniest thing that. is, it's got Paul's copy crossed out in there. And then I've written this really obviously drunken dedication to somebody. <laughs> you can't read any of it. And whoever I wrote it to has left the book behind. <laughs> It's a very common writer's uh, uh, syndrome, I promise you. It's, it's I, I remember, uh, I remember uh, someone saying, oh, God, I'd love to have a copy of your book. And, and I said, of course. And I took one from the, book, from the bookcase and opened it up to say, you know, to write, you know, to my dearest friend, Mary. And he already had, he had written in the front, to Lucy. <laughs> Cross it out. <laughs> Obviously, she had never, she'd had one look at it and left it on the table. Yeah. Terrible. Well, that's life, eh? But uh, going back to Sloppy what we were saying about getting into someone else's... Uh, getting into someone wallet. else's... Getting into someone else's life that is totally different to ours. I wanted to talk about Katie. I, uh, what I really want to do is talk about my friend. And another thing, hold Your on. Your friend. What do you think? Yeah, my friend Katie... Could you get a grip, Guy? Who is... My friend Katie, who has a... Black mum and I think a white dad, and she was 
uh, adopted into a, a white family in America. And she is an academic and a really interesting woman and uh, mm -hmm. an extremely successful academic. And she, her area of expertise is black history, mm. and, uh, American black history and Jamaican black history. Mm. And she has taught me a lot about black history and about black politics. And it's always an absolutely, it's always a great, it's fantastic to be in her company and talk about these things. And I know, and I know you've met her. And the reason I bring her up is because we, we were we were in Jamaica, you me, uh, you and me, Paul, and she and she turned up for a few days, mm. and. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we were all sunbathing. Mm. And sunbathing presents a really interesting situation for someone who's black. Because in, uh, particularly, I'm talking about in Jamaica, because they, sunbathing is such a white activity. Well, yeah, because it's white about white people going brown. Indeed it is, indeed it is. And it's also an activity of prosperous middle-class people mm. because they have the time and they have the money to get to the sun, so, uh, and they and, and so and so for a bunch of arrived in a way, in a way, in, 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 in a way it has. I mean, even the suntan lounger, the suntan um, shop hasn't really changed it. And uh, to, to arrive, you know, to turn up with a good suntan in, in February is definitely a sign of like of prosperity. That's what we're talking about. Anyway, mm -hmm. she was there, and she came up and she started sunbathing with us. I'm sure you remember this. Mm. And I said to her, God, it's, it's such a weird thing for, for, for a black person to be... She's like a kind of brown, because she's half black, half white. She's, uh, she's, she's a coffee coloured. She's coffee coloured, yeah. But she totally identifies uh, as a black woman. And I... It's a case where self-identification really meant something to me. I understood what she was saying. And uh, I didn't question it, is what I'm saying. And when she, and most black people I know who sunbathe with me, they arrive at the swimming pool and they've got shawls and they have veils and they have uh, a hat. And they're out there doing it with me, but their aim is not to get any blacker, any browner. My aim, obviously, is to go bright so red, to go bright red, peel, yeah. and go back to the mirror and curse that I haven't got brown, yeah, yeah. you know, because I've got a very pale skin. And their aim is, like, not to get any browner or blacker because there is so... That, that going that way on the colour chart is freighting so many complex and, I think for them, difficult and maybe undesirable uh, sort of associations. And I watched her and she put on the oil and she got out in the sun and there was no hat and there was no veil and she got out there and she changed from brown to, to black. And I remember all the, all, all the, all, 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 all the other black people in, in, in the community in Jamaica were quite shocked that she wanted to go blacker. Mm. And she said, I love it. I come, I get into the sun, I have a couple of days in the sun and I really go black and I feel... This is this is right for me. That's and, her and she, coming through. It's a fant and it was. I've never seen a black person do that. And I, I said, you're so free and you're so beautiful and you're so you 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 know you sunbathe with conviction. And um, do, 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 do you remember that? Do, do, yeah, do you remember? We were, do you remember? When we were in Sri Lanka, I know this is interesting to say this, but there was a, this lovely woman called Anoma that we stayed with her and uh, ne'er do well of a husband, but. She was. Um, she she had this. We we saw one day, and she was using this skin whitening product, and and she said, you know, 
And we were like, why are you doing that? And she said, well, because, you know, dark skin is ugly, you know, here in Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The more light your skin is, the more beautiful. She's going, white skin like yours is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I remember being really upset by that and saying, you know, but no, that's not true, you know. You, you are beautiful, whatever colour your skin is. It's just it's you that's beautiful, not the colour of your skin. And she was going, no, you don't understand, you know, this is fashion, this is our... She said, that's how we want to appear. So she was using these kind of bleaches on her skin. Yeah, and that's very, very common in, in, in Jamaica, very common. And, and Vibes Cartel, their sort of, you know, their, their George Michael, is, uh, has, a, has a kind of, has a, has a skin whitening product. Which yeah, is, he, has you know, a, he, he has his own product. And he endorses all that. Yeah, and, 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 and nearly all of the rappers and all of the scammers, i.e., the, you know, the kids who make money, the first thing they do is they bleach their, is, is they bleach their skin. Mm. And they do it either with a cream or with a pill or with an injection. Yeah. And they're sort of all, all so sorts of different ways. Way, the first thing they do is. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember being very shocked and, and, and took the line very much that you, that you took with your friend in Sri Lanka, which is like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. This is like a kind of, this is an aware betrayal of who you are. And mm. I was aware of, as I said this... I felt really I sad. I was spending my... So I, I would go down it. to the bar and give them this little politically correct, weighty lecture, having spent the entire afternoon trying to get brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I suddenly thought, the ridiculous. Of, of, you know, of, of my position, where I was criticising them for changing their skin colour, spending the entire time I was there trying to change mine. Mm. And I realised, and in a way, Michael Jackson ceased to be... Cos, you know, his skin whitening, always, I will always perceive that as a problem. But it's just... It's just... It's just a look. Mm. It's just a fucking look. It's like dyeing your hair or... Um, Building your body with muscles, it's just a goddamn look, your skin. And you can now choose what colour you want to be. Within reason, you can. Well, I think and let them fucking do it. That's and really stop, interesting. And stop saying you shouldn't whiten your skin. We are closing on a situation where you will probably be able to choose your appearance. I mean, like, Within, yeah. beyond a ridiculous... to a ridiculous extent. Mm -hmm. it, 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 but the change will be noticeable. Yeah. And that's part of the part of the calculation is I'm gonna look like this, but everyone will know that it's an artifice. Mm. In a way, like I have my hair cut like this, mm. and they, and you go, oh, I like your hair, but we know it's not natural. I've gone and had an yeah. expensive haircut or whatever. Uh, not in my case, but or you grow a big beard. Yeah, or... but 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 it's it, it it is an artifice. So all appearance is not only mutable, but it's also kind of artifice, and. And it's okay, you know, I just feel, certainly when I hear a, so much against bleaching in this country, mm. so much, I never read a pro-bleaching article or heard a conversation where people have said, let them, let people with their skin do what the fuck they want. You're mm. doing what the, you want with you, mm. you with yours, Guy. Why on earth do you feel, and actually, Paul, mm. here's really where I, where, where I, where, where I am with it. It's a totally racist thing to tell someone not to bleach. Yeah? It's a really racist thing. It's because... When I said that about them, it's because I was scared. Uh, no, what is it? What is it, Paul? It's colonialist. It is. 
it's, it's now saying it's now saying you're not allowed to be white. It's like what saying you fuck? you have to do what the fuck? you have to take my values. Yeah. Your values, I don't care where you've got them from, they're wrong. Yeah. That's absolutely, what you're absolutely. And I and I now well I you know, I'm totally let them do what the hell they want and if it's bleaching, good luck to them. And now I hear a lot of people going, Well it's medically not very good and you know it's, it's not very good. It's bo that's absolute bollocks. Well, neither is somebody. It, yeah, exactly. Indeed. Absolutely, indeed. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's proven sunbathing, to, you know. To so, what about what about what about tattooing then? When people like we've got a, a mutual friend, you and I, uh, the son of a, a chef who we know, who is um, who's been in the news, but is he's been in the news uh, and on those kind of what they call those reality TV programs. But he basically got. He, I think he came to to be notorious in the first place simply because he's covered in tattoos and he's got them on his face. And on, all over his arms, and I found it quite alarming. I have to say, when I first met him, I thought, "Shit, that's really scary," because I guess they are connected. Those things with things like the yakuza and Russia, you know, like the the mob in Russia. Is that really why you why you find it scary? Because well, I don't know. I'm just trying to get a handle on why I would think find it intimidating. That that's not that's not why I found it scary and intimidating, which I did as well. For me, it was absolutely no, those are the references. one issue, and that yeah. was it was so irrevocable. And what we were talking about, skin bleaching, sun tanning, haircuts, yeah. muscles, they're, they're, they're absolutely irrevocable. They're transient. Yeah. yeah, they're transient. Whereas to tattoo your, your, yourself from your forehead down to your toes is like, at, how, I don't know how old he is, he's, I mean, he's in his Even your knob and everything, 20s, yeah. your bum hole. When you're in your 20s, it's like, wow. Because it must hurt as well. You are making a. It hurts to look at it, but uh, but it, you know, to, it's so irrevocable. Do you find it easy on the eye, that kind of thing? No, I find it painful to look at him. Yeah. Because I just think you're stuck with it. So you. Where, whereas all the views I had at twenty, I you know obviously I chucked out of the you know chucked out of the cart when I was twenty five or twelve thirty, mm -hmm. and when I, and now I'm sixty, I realise what absolutely ludicrous the things I used to think, and yet he is so it's like for me being stuck with views that I had held when I was twenty, yeah. and it's like, oh God, what a nightmare! But if I had to, if I had guy. to, be, if I had to declare myself. Yeah, but doesn't it say something about the youth now? Because things like musical movements mean nothing. Things like the, the colour of your skin is beginning to mean nothing. So the only things you can do are things that are really extreme, like actually tattoo your skin, and then it means that you're serious about something. Yeah. Then it means that you mean something. Because otherwise, you're just another punter. Yeah. And to do that means... But I think within 10 years, because already erasing tattoos has come so far, I think within about 10 years, they'll be able to rub them all off Oh, anyway. do you think so? Yeah, and then that'll be out of the window as well. So? It won't mean yeah. anything anymore. Yeah, I see someone with tattoos, and you'll think, "Well, so yeah. what?" I saw a guy, uh, a photograph of a guy with a, you know, the way they have, uh, they make their earlobes very big, and they put in kind of circular yeah, plastic. He had had one in his cheek, so you could see right through into his yeah, mouth. Yeah, see his teeth. Yeah, see his teeth, and I thought that's pretty irrevocable. That's not going to heal up, is it? I don't know. No. I guess maybe you could take it out and sew it up again. They'd probably get it done. Or you could just wear a scarf. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> I remember coming up to Manchester Airport in the 80s, no, 90s. Balaclava. It was like a, it was like a real shithole Manchester Airport then. It was before 
before before no frills, ah, the before old, no frills, the good old days. before no frills uh, travel, and it was quite a quiet airport, and and it 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 had a lot of the northern package holidays were going through it, and and there was no advertising, and it was all very broken down when you arrived, and kind of leaky and concrete and a low ceiling and depressing, and you came back into this depressing. You you landed, I landed from wherever I'd been. It had been sunny, and you arrived in Manchester, and probably a bit grim and grey, maybe early in the morning. And you'd go through these depressing kind of walkways, and there was no advertising. Or it's not true. There were two adverts. I remember as I as I waited to pick up our our, our um, baggage, one was how to get out of your timeshare that you're signed up. It's like a Ma- <laughs> Manchester lawyer, which is like get in touch with us. We'll get yeah. you out of whatever cool you sign, whatever yeah. you sign, whatever you said. We'll get you out of your timeshare. And the other one was tattoo removal. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a Brit on holiday. The time got machine. tattooed and signed up for a stupid timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proper holiday. Horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Here's reality. Exactly. How funny. Yeah. Oh. See, no, going back to that just previously, what I suppose what I mean is that tattoos, it was like if you look at tribal. Have you things, sorry, I just want to interrupt you for a moment. Have you ever seen a tattoo that has been Whatever, what's removed. the term? Removed. Have yeah, you seen... yeah, they're getting better at it. Now, they used to leave a big scar, and now What it's... kind of scar? Because I, I don't well, think I've ever seen... they used to cut the skin off. Right. So it would look like a burn. Right. Because it would remove the top layer of skin. Right. Cut it out. Right. And now it kind of looks like a fade. Right. Like so it's a just a bit blurry. So it's just... No, it's, it's still there, but only if you look really hard and the skin's slightly paler. But apparently the skin does uh, grow back. I think within five, six years... Look, if you're putting pigments in the skin, it's just a pigment... Lasers can be tuned to attack a certain frequency of light and then right. destroy the pigments. So I think within five years, it won't make any difference. You'll be able to go in a booth and zap them all off and start again if yeah, you want. That, 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 that is a business I'd like to buy some shares in. Yeah, well, you know... Tattoo removal. I'm, glad, I'm just glad Ray Bradbury was alive when he was. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Ray Bradbury. What are you, what are you, oh. The illustrated man. What a great story that was. Oh, God. Well, all the tattoos come to life on his body. Oh, right, okay. Amazing. And Fahrenheit 451. Right, right. That's not too bad, that. Brilliant. That was like Burning a, books oh, right up your strata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Burn, they should burn books, yeah, so they just yeah, burn yeah. the right ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I've, I've had... I've, I'm, I'm in quite a good place at the moment. I've had a fair amount of time to relax and I haven't been too... Uh, and you've had attention as well, don't to... lie. What? You've had attention as well. I've had some attention. And I, yeah, and I feel OK. The only bad thing about having some time on my... On my hands and being able, being relaxed, is that I have ordered and started reading a book that you recommended me. I'm not sure if you recommended it in the pod by Philip K. Dick. Right, can I just pause there? <laughs> We're back on. Oh, no, hold on. So, uh, and <clears throat> one of the uh, things that I've been able to do, having a bit of time on my hands and being relaxed is to pick up, order and pick up a copy of a Philip K. Dick book, which uh, Paul had recommended to me, called Ubik. Ubik. Ubik, OK. It's like a total pile of shit. And I'm just like... Excuse me! <laughs> no, I cannot... It's not a pile of shit. It's a really bad, a really bad description. It's a... Why did you say that? Take that back. OK, I'll take that back. I'm going to put it a bit... It's, it's, it's a... It's the meanderings of a little boy's 
of a little boy's mind. It's, it's the sort of thing that you would expect to come from someone who, who lived in a room with, with, with kind of rock music coming underneath. Well, coming, you're always using this coming, tired old metaphor. Coming underneath Guy, the door. Guy, you've used that before. And it's like so in the front of the head, this book. It's like so clever little ideas. And he's always all thought it through. And there is no sense of a proper mind working or any kind of heart or soul oh. or actually if for instance that the humor is so it's so adolescent and the completeness of the vision of, of the the completeness of the of the picture is someone who's had far too much time to think of absolutely irrelevant matters i mean it paul and he spent so much time putting together this little cunning little plot and none at all about... Uh, you don't feel that a human being in that book, a character, could ever, ever change the plot. It's like... Because that's not out. what it's about, Guy. It's not about plots and people. The book is not about that. OK, well, that's fine, then we'll agree. That you've completely lost the point of the book by, by, by analysing... I don't know why standard. he bothered to make a novel. Because why didn't he just do a set of instructions about this little world that he's got? Because it, it, he's trying to mirror the world we live in. He's trying to describe what he believes, through, through his Gnostic beliefs, is the, is the actual situation of people on this planet as we, as we live now. That's what he's trying to get at. He's trying to, he's trying to strive a break towards the truth. That you're always talking about the that's truth. Like, that, that, that's like saying it's someone, someone, when you ask them for instructions to go to a certain place, they build you a sculpture. And it's just like, but why that's, on earth that, would you do that? But because why actually, not just give me the instructions. Because actually, that's the way it should be done, if you think about it. Because a place isn't just a geographical location, is it? You've just pulled the thing out at the end of that. That yeah. was really funny. <laughs> Get your last thing when you can. Yeah, well, that. you know, what I'm saying is that because, actually, you just said it, you just hoist by your own petard. If I was to give you instructions how to get to a certain place, a sculpture is so, is so much a better way of doing it because a, a, a place is not just a geographical location. It's it's an emotional and temporal and... Um, did, and you, did you actually read the whole intellectual. book? Intellectual. Did you read the whole book? I've read it many times. Jesus Christ. It's, not, yeah, it's worse than I thought. How, many have you, how, how far have you got? Page six. I could read it. Have you only read it to page six? I think it's about... It could be seven. Guy. It's taken me three weeks to get God's to page sake, seven. God's sake, what? Well, how can you even fucking say that if you've only read to page fucking seven as well? Because I'm a pro. You're an absolute arse. I can't believe you. <laughs> that's true. I'm also a pro. hat. <laughs> right, that's it. It's the last time I recommend anything to you. Anything. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Right, so what? recommend a book to me then. I'm going to read it, and apart from that fucking rubbish book you made me read about, what was it called? The Looming Tower, which is a complete load of old shit. Oh, right, because it was, it was an anti-conspiracy uh, anti theory It wasn't book. anti... It shouldn't be anti-conspiracy anything. It should it just was, be it truthful. Was, it, it was. As you're the one who's on about truth all the time, Guy. I'm sure you know... That my my, my favourite book is Madame Bovary. Do you read Madame Bovary? I've read it. Did you like it? Mm. it really, it hasn't got any Daleks in it. Guy, 
could you, could you handle it? And there was no one, Guy. there was no master in a, some kind of control room with wobbly, Guy. with a wobbly set. I've, I've read Camus, I've read Dostoevsky, I've read, you know, I've read loads of different books, but you've never even, you've never even nudged in that direction with me. You just ramble on about Saul Bellow whenever you're feeling grumpy about something <laughs> you've said. You know, you've never even bothered to ask me what I've read and what I haven't read. Mm -hmm. You know, or you just you, what you've done is typecast me and put me in the science fiction ghetto. And what really frightens you is that there might be something to what I'm saying. You see, <laughs> that impulse which which caused you to pick up the Philip K. Dick novel and have a little foray into it, and you've gone, well, thank God for that. It's a load of old crap. I don't have to read past page seven. Whereas if you read the whole thing and actually allowed it to come in, sorry, it, if a book by page seven isn't drawing me in, there's a problem. Well, you with the see, book. well now who's talking about marketing and? No, I'm talking about good writing. No, it's not about good writing necessarily. It's also about... Because you meet someone in, on page four and you go... Good writing an, changes down person. the years, Guy, you know. You, uh, yeah, but Dickens is not any less of the genius because his writing's out of, out of fashion now, you know. You well, know. it's a bit slow, that's the thing, because we're, we're, we're used to... And Philip K. Dick was on speed a lot of the time, so there are, there are gaps in what he does. But when you get the flashes of brilliance and when, you, when all the dots line up, it's, it is... It's spectacular, and that's what I wanted you to witness, really. OK, I? well, I'll, I'll promise you by the next pod I'll go to page 14. We'll see how Maybe I Maybe you should ditch that one and try... Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to have to give you a Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to give you... What if, what if someone sees it in my house? I spent quite a lot of time hiding the book. <laughs> 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 You've got behind a cushion don't in case a writer guy? comes round and finds that. school when you used to put those brown paper covers on your book? Can't you do that with it? <laughs> do you remember doing that? No. We had to do that at school. Mm -hmm. Will Self should just sell covers. Uh, you know, uh, you know those, those, uh, those, you know, the, 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 the sleeves that you put a hardback in that comes off. He should just sell those. He doesn't need to sell the books inside, so they can just get a proper book and then put his that on the outside. That nobody so reads his books, so it looks like. No, I don't think they do. I think he's probably a writer who is quite well-bought and quite under under-read. Definitely I do. Oh. I definitely think that. I definitely Will, think that. if you're listening, do write in. <laughs> okay, I'm sure he knows it too. Yeah, sure so what knows. about, um, what, speaking of writers that are bought and not read, what about Proust? I've, I've got through about seven books of, uh, of, uh, A la recherche du temps perdu. <sighs> Ooh. It is quite slow. It's There's like shit. about 80 pages where it's he describes oh, the Hawthorn Blossom. But it was written, you know, before TV, before, you know, before so radio. So you'll, you'll give Proust... Um, you'll let him have a bit of slack, but you won't give Philip K. Dick an inch, then? Yeah, well, I, I'm going to give him another inch, anyway. I'm going to go to page 14 and I'll give you a, an update. On so you, I this... can't remember any of the characters. I can't even remember the situation. There's, like, some... There's some... They're bringing them back from the dead, aren't no, they? No, no, they're not bringing them back from the dead. No, they're allowed, you're allowed to go and commune with someone who is dead. Yes, just in, in, engage with the fucking subject for a start okay. instead of inventing some other novel in your head and then criticising that one. You know, why not just allow yourself to, to go into it a little bit? You're, you're, you're not doing... You're not I'm doing yourself a service. I am resistant, it's true. I am resistant. Well, there you go, then, so... OK, well, I'll drop my resistance and have another crack at it. I might have to give you a different book, because I just... Uh, uh, it's kind of horrified me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I was driving over here, uh, I saw some classic fly-tipping. 
As a, as a, there's one on a label. Actually I, happening? No, no. Oh, that would be so cute to find someone actually doing it because it's such a shameful. Would activity. you chase them? But, but I, no, I saw like a black plastic bag which was prolapsing, and then next to it some insulation and a plank and a bit of an old amp or something. Just it just just dropped right in the middle of a layby on the road from Corsham, uh, going south. And I did think, I wonder how he felt as he, as he drove away. Did he feel triumph or did he feel shame? Nothing. Oh, no. Felt I, nothing. I feel so shameful. I haven't you felt nothing. I'd go, I cannot get rid of this. I'm, I'm going to go and drop. It's, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. They do it all the time. The people that do it, do it habitually. And there's someone at the council now who drives up, to, you know, the, the fly-tipping detective who goes up and his, and his job is to go through it to see if there is any... Forensic evidence. Yeah, any a bit, of, a bit of a letter, obviously, or, mm. or an invoice or something, which can then uh, lead them to the person who did it. I love that job. That would be such a great job. Didn't I broach this with you on, in the hate pod and you was going, do you want to live in a totalitarian regime? No, no fly-tipping, I think, is out of order. Well, finally, we get something that you hate and it's a pod too late, but... So it's just litter then, guy, with you. You're one of the cleanies, aren't you? No, but fly tipping is is uh, such an incredible act. It's it's a, it's 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 a it's a really low activity. Isn't it a bit like? Have you ever done it? No. Isn't it a bit like dogging done. with? It is. It's it, it. No, no, no. Dogging's not me else altogether. It's 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 dogging with rubbish. It makes it sound quite good. <laughs> <laughs> like the places where people do dogging, it's quite often the same places where people do flights. Oh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I've never, I've never seen or been or tried I to get to dogging. The, I wonder if the police have tried arresting the doggers and finding out if they're doing the fly tipping. <laughs> <laughs> but what would, what would? I mean, it's the same question, guy. What would? I mean, would you ever be tempted to do dogging? I mean, you say that you like to have experience in, in your life, but you've not experienced that. So maybe one time you should experience it. Yeah, Sergeant, I want you to infiltrate a dogging group. I want to volunteer to infiltrate a dogging group. Me? No, you're on the hippies. You're on the hippies. You've already got three kids with the hippies. I can't put you on the dogging. Mind you, you are very good at it. Infiltrate the doggers. I'm going to open a file on them. Day five. Even then, there's rampant crime. I've been asked to do a seagull. Despite several searches of the internet, I still haven't been able to find out what it is. <laughs> I'm going in anyway. If you don't hear back from me, tell my wife I love her. <laughs> <laughs>